Welcome, Darpini. This is Saratova Best. War and peace. Can you be peaceful in the middle of, of a personal war? Should you be peaceful in the middle of a personal war? What about in the middle of a more general war? What's, you know, how, do you, how does it work? We know that throughout history we're essentially in a war mode. In fact, the way it went, the way it went was that um, nations felt very comfortable waging war against each other. Nobody was embarrassed. You know, the king of Spain would invade the king of Portugal and et cetera. And, and, and nobody felt uncomfortable because war was the way you have to be. And then, of course, in Gaula, peace is the way you have to be. So, you know, in the 60s, we switched over from, you know, to the idea of worship, you know, of, of honoring peace from war. So it's in the Tyra. It's in this week. And there's a tremendous kayak to switch from one frequency to another on a personal level, on a global level, on a political level, all embedded in this Parsha. Because this Parsha is when you go out to war on your enemies. Well, there we go. There's war. But on the very same Shabbos, what are we reading? On, at Mincha time, we read the next Parsha. What's the next Parsha? Um, when you come to the land, and what are you going to do when you come to the land? You'll settle it, you'll inherit it, you'll you take it over, you're comfortable. So these are two opposite energies, and they're both happening on the same Shabbos. And it's really strange because every Shabbos we read one Parsha in the morning, and then Minsha time we read the next week's Parsha. And there's always a connection between the two. And the flavor of the day of that Shabbos is always the combination of the two. But this week has the most unusual combination of all. Because it's two opposites. And that kind of reflects the way life is for us now. Two opposites happening all the time. On the one hand, it's very dark and very confusing and seems to be getting darker. You know, like, it's a war. We're just, there's a, it's a war and another war and another war and another war. And on the other hand, there are these huge miracles happening. We're coming into the land. So what's an example of a war? Let's take something really, um, I think we talk about it all the time. Lack of parking spaces. Because we don't want to, you know, we don't want to talk about big things. Let's talk about small, and then you expand it to the to the bigger realm. What's it called? Local mind and not local mind. Every city. I just came back from Montreal, and I was shocked. It's even worse. It's even worse than New York. Meaning, there's no place to park. On one side of the street, you can park, and on the other side of the park, the street, I noticed that the cars are about ten feet away from the curb, and they're all lined up there that way. You know, they're sort of in the middle of the street. What is this? Yeah, they made a bike lane between the sidewalk and the and the street and, and the cars. So now, you know, these five bikers have to go through. There's no place to park and there's no place to drive. And everywhere you go in every city, they put bike racks and this racks. They, they found ways to Restrict the flow of traffic and restrict the number of parking spots till you feel like, help, it's crazy. 
That's 100% the energy of Kisaita Lamochama. When you go out to war, you just have another enemy and another and another and another. It's kind of like whatever, you know, whatever used to work just effortlessly, now somehow they, whoever they is, found a way to make that one not work too. Traffic just flowed. You parked your car. You drove down. You went. You know, they just, they find, they find ways, everything that was kind of expansive, and you just did it. You didn't think about it. So you, you could devote your life to more higher values because you weren't bogged down by the goshmias, by these practical things. Every single one of those things is being um, redone by our delightful governments and world governments to make sure that they're as difficult as possible. <laughs> so whether it's buying food, are you allowed of the house, COVID, you have to stay home, you can't stay home, wear a mask, air is good, air is bad, etc. Get this shot, do this thing, go here, go there, pay for this. No, you can't, you have to stay there, you can't stay, etc. So that's the reality, that's the way, that's the energy of Kisaitil and Muhammad. You're going out, of, don't worry, this, we're going to, if you're depressed already, it's going to get much more help, much more upbeat. But Kisaitil Muhammad and means you go out to war, which means you go out, out of where? Out of your, out of your comfortable domain. And the Shama is up there in its heavenly abode and it's it's probably pretty comfortable up there and then you have to go out you have to go out of your comfortable homey warm nest and then not only do you have to leave your nest leave your comfort zone leave the things that make life work or up there you know leave leave that warm nest that you have above in the heavenly realms as a neshama, and you go when you, and you go out, you say say, and not only do you go out, you go out into a war zone, and in that war zone, the alayvecha, there are a bunch of enemies, and one enemy teaches another enemy how to be a bigger enemy. What an energy! That's the energy of Golas. Good news, don't get scared. We said Mincha time we read Kisava Ala Aris when you come to the land. Now you come home. Your home. And you're very grounded. It's the land. The Arashta. And when you get there, it's this beautiful, cozy, warm comfort zone. And when you get there, you find out that it belongs to you. It's your it's your birthright. It's yours. This amazing place where I can feel grounded. Wow, I feel so great here and I feel so grounded and everything works and life works and wow. The Arash and then I find out I wish you know, I wish I could live here. But only I could buy a house here. Maybe I could buy a house right here in this park looking at this lake over here. So it turns out, imagine that, somebody says, oh, you didn't know that you own this park? Your great-grandfather bought this park. Oh, he never let, yeah, he left it to you. Yeah, you you don't have the papers? You own this park with this lake. You don't have to ask permission to come here. It's yours. So, you come to the land, 
you come to that place that's so good and so homey, and then you even find out it's yours. So what do you do? The Ashaftaba. So now you settle in, decorate it, get warm, get cozy, get comfortable. This is your place. Now that is a place from which you can start to live. So by the way, what we said about the parking spaces, as much as that craziness is going on, there all there's there's Kisavel Aris, all these warm, yummy miracles that are happening in the world and all kinds of things that are happening that are showing that we're not just we're not just in war days. We're actually in days unfolding days of unfolding peace. Now the question is, how do you do it in terms of um the parking spot? So the answer is, it's the frequency. The answer is that it's the frequency. In other words, unbeknownst to me, or maybe not unbeknownst to me, but maybe I didn't have to. I was not for, since there were lots of parking spots in the city. Let's say I'm picking this example. I did not have to become deeply aware in a way of das of the fact that there never is a parking spot. The only way to get a parking spot is to come to come to where I need to be and say, Hashem, please create a parking spot for me. Please create a, a place for me to put my car. I need to go inside. I need to go into my house. I'm not going to get the parking spot unless I reach out to Hashem and ask him to create one for me. And that's the way it always was. Like the story of Reb Zusha, who would always say, Zusha is hungry. Hashem, please send food. And his cook was upset and said, I cook you the food every day. Let's knock it off. I cook you the food every day. He asked Hashem for making a whole big show. And I think it was Reb Zusha who said, no, this is the way it is. Maybe it was somebody, maybe it was actually somebody in the time of the Gemara or the Mishnah, whatever it was, he held his ground. And so the, I think the cook said, okay, today I'm not going to cook. We'll see. We'll see how this frequency works. He has to ask Hashem, and he's going he's gonna to figure it out that I'm the one who makes him the food. I'm not cooking today. But again, this great tzaddik sat down as usual and said, Hashem, I need food, please. And all of a sudden, the door burst open, and a man came in with a bottle of wine, old wine, and a fat duck, and vegetables, whatever it was, and said, you know, Rebbe, 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 please forgive me. I I, I owed you this for a very long time, and I, I was never able to pay it back. And today, I finally was given the means, I finally acquired the means to pay you back and so immediately I went and I said I'm not even wasting a second I want to pay you back and I brought this this aged wine and this this stuffed duck and please take this so everyone thought it's really true oh my goodness I have to ask Hashem for every, Hashem I need a glass of water now please please create a glass of water for me it's really true the fact that things that my tap works perfectly fine, 
does not mean that I'm getting my water from the tap. Okay, so what am I saying about the parking spot? Kisetelamochama means there's always a war, and now I don't have a parking spot, and what am I going to do? Because the laws of nature run the world. And Kisavala Aris says, you never got a parking spot because there were a lot of spots in your city. You never did. You were fooling yourself. You always had to reach out to me, said Hashem, says Hashem, and ask me to create a parking spot as I'm creating the world brand new at this second. You always have to reach out to me and say, Hashem, as you're creating the world, can you please, at this moment, create a parking spot for me? That always was the case. So, Kisav Aretz means, how can I do this in a way of peace? How can I feel comfortable in a war zone? They took away all the parking spots. Well, I can feel comfortable by realizing that the same Hashem that I asked for a parking spot then, he creates parking spots. He doesn't matter to him about the bike lanes. He created the bike lanes. Nothing changed. Just because the city looks like it has no more parking spots, nothing changed. When I need a parking spot, I reach out to Hashem and I say, Hashem, I need a parking spot. So that's, that's that's the difference between Kisaitel Mohammed and Kisavala Arts. Okay, so here's the question. So we said that the two the two the two Barshias, you know, the war and the peace, they're in the same Shabbos. And it's the Shabbos of course, you know, it's pretty you know, close to the beginning of Elul, you know, in the early weeks of Elul which is the king is in the field, so he's helping us. Of all of all weeks, it makes sense. The king is in the field, Hashem is here, and he's ready to help us figure out how to put these two energies together. Because obviously, we go from Gullus to Geula. We go from a, war, a war-like way, war being our basic download, to peace being our basic download. In Geula, peace will be our basic download all the time. In Gullus, War has been our basic download most of the time. And I don't just mean political wars. I'm just saying much, much of the population is used to the idea that there's always another problem and another problem and another problem. You know, the glass is half full, the glass is half empty, etc. If you ask the average person, do you feel like, I don't know, especially now, life is just, they're just if there's not one problem, there's another. There's always something. Everybody has their peckle, and there's always something. And and if it's not one problem, that one gets solved. Some other problem comes along, and you know we got new headlights for the car, and they were expensive. And guess what? It's still dark on the road. I think you know whatever. It didn't solve the problem. Oh, there's always another problem. They came up with the money for the headlights. And now the next problem is they don't work so that well. And then what do you do? And the wind, eh, 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 eh. So we're used to Angola's war. And we will be used to peace. So, why are they together? It's an unbelievable thing. Because 
And it's even, you know, by the way, the same thing is in Pirkei Abbas, Mashiach Karim Sinai. Um, he's giving us this avida of putting the two together. So Parshas Kisavai, coming a few hours after Parshas Kisavai, is a, an ex, a perush and a beer, an explanation to Parshas Kisavai. They belong together because the avida of war has an explanation to it. How to do it right. You know, for instance, we have the written Torah and the oral Torah. What's the oral Torah? You could say it's an explanation of the written Torah. It, 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 the oral, the written Torah is pretty concise. The explanation of it, it is the, is the oral Torah. Parshas Kisavai, all about peace, is a parish and an explanation on Parshas Kisavai. Because, and here's the revolution. Because the Avaita of war, has to be done in a way of Menucha and Hesyashas. The Avaita of war today needs to be done in a way of peace. Interesting. The, that's the revolution. These two come together because the way we are being asked to, by Hashem to live today is in a way that we're in a war. There really are no, you know, they really are doing that with the bike lanes. We're in a war. But the way we do a war is different from the way we did it all the generations. In all the generations, all of history, we did a war and we knew it was war and we had to figure out how to fight the best in war and how to, how to dog eat dog, life is tough. You don't always get what you want. Life is not a bowl of cherries. It's war, 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 war. Money doesn't grow on trees. All this stuff. We needed, we needed to deal with that war. Now it is a different time. Now we are moving in a quick flow from the old Kisaitil Muhammad, we're in war, transitioning over to we're, we will be in peace, full peace in Gula. And the way we do it now is by doing this war in a way of Menucha and Hisyashvas, in a way of peace. We wage the war in a way of peace. That is the new Avaita. That's the new normal. We are being asked by Hashem to wage these wars in a manner of peace. Menucha and Hisyashvas. Being settled. Like, yeah, I'm totally settled, grounded. I can sit, so to speak, conducting the war from my chair. You know, when I was a child, I would kind of see these, um, these, 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 these war films. You know, all these soldiers, you know, the Romans coming after the base of Middash, God forbid, you know, and, you know, those kind of things and all the Roman soldiers going through Yerushalayim with their swords. And, and it was scary. And I always thought the one, the, the general who's commanding this war, he's there too. I think I, I must have asked my brother, where's he? He's there too in the war. He says, no, 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 he's back safely in the city. 
<laughs> he's back safely sitting over there somewhere at his desk. It, really? They're putting their lives on the line and he's sitting at his desk? Yeah. Whoa. Okay. I just remember the, the very potent mm, emotional conflict. Why is he he's sitting at his desk in his office and and they're putting their lives on the line? That's so strange. So now that guy, that general sitting on his chair in his desk while the war is going on, we are now being asked to emulate him. Again, not by sending somebody else to do our dirty work, but to actually be sitting in a settled way in the midst of what looks like a war and being totally peaceful. Now, how, what is this based on? And give us a second. We're going to show you Alpitara. What is this based on? Is this some kind of technique? How do I do this? And by the way, it really implies that the entire Avaita, Kisefe, Kisefe Lomohama also means the Avaita of all of Gullus. You know, you, you are here fighting with a, war, a, war, a physical world that you were sent to purify with your mitzvahs and your Can learning. Can you double check call recording? To make sure it's on. So you you so you you're there, right? You're there. Okay. So we didn't know if our recording was on or on or off. So there you are in a situation where you're being asked to be like that general to do it to to go through the Avaita of Gullus in a way of Geula. Why? Because you already are standing somewhat in Geula. There's already a taste of and the beginning of the reward for Gullus. What is the reward for Gullus? Geula. Because if you look in the Parsha, it's speaking about the Skar, the reward that you get for doing this Avaida. The reward, you know, you get paid at the end of the day, it says a worker. A worker, a worker has to be paid at the end of the day. Know that the, the reward for tzaddikim is in the future. The reward, but that future is already available right now. So once you already have it in your hands, then you have both realities available to you in your hand. Okay, so there are two reasons, two um, two two piece two pieces to the puzzle here. Two pieces of information that change everything, which maybe we'll do in another recording more more at more length. It's Mohammed's Rishus. It's an optional war. Hashem came to us and said, hey, he didn't say, hey, you think we should make a world? A world? We said, well, what's involved? Hashem told us. We said, yeah, let's do it. Right? He, he consulted with Sadiqim. So, it, therefore, 
when we said, let's make a world, yes, Hashem said, let's make a world, and we said, okay, we agreed to it. So, says Hashem, once you agreed to it, you agreed to, it's kind of like, um, it, it, it's an optional war. Once you agreed to this, it's, it doesn't become a real war for you. You can step out of the war at any point. I think I'm going to do a separate recording for this, this idea. The other point is, okay, I realize we're in the middle of a sentence, <laughs> a little break. So here's the thing. How, here's the question. How can we be expected to live in a peaceful mode, in a warlike world with its constant problems? How do we do that? How do you put war and peace together? How do you have Kiseite and Kisabe go out to war and you, ah, you come into the land and it's yours and you're grounded and safe and warm and cozy? How do you have those two energies in one Shabbos? Those two energies combined together, that is our, that's the story of our lives. That is the story of our lives. So what does that mean? That's the story of Jewish history. But now the balance shifts, shifted. Now, it used to be that it was bottom-heavy. You couldn't help but be in a war zone, a war mentality all the time. You, know, you had to work so hard because it was weighted at the bottom. Kisetil Mocham is at the bottom, and Kisab el is at the top. And, 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 you know, when you would have this thing on the ground, it would just keep you know, it was bottom heavy. So life would just keep falling back down into the darkness and the struggle and the problems and it's so hard because it's bottom heavy. It's it's war heavy. The bottom heavy, that, that you know, little, that clown, you push him, <clears throat> you know, you punch him and he goes down a little bit and then he keeps, you know, bottom heavy. If he were top heavy, the thing would keep toppling over. So life has been bottom heavy where he says to the Muhammad is the basic, accepted reality. Life is so hard. It's doggy dog. Each man from his own life is no bowl of cherries. All that stuff, bottom heavy. But there was always the truth that he saw the Lars. We're going into your mice Mashiach. We're really from our insights, we had symptoms. So it was always bottom-heavy life. And the truth about where we really come from was there. But it's like, you know, a nice, beautiful, up-there reality. What shifted in history throughout all our Avaita and the Sirius Nefesh and Kiddush Hashem and everything we did throughout history, this same combination, this combo of Go out to war and be at peace. It's like the sand at the bottom of the this this big toy shifts to the top, and now it starts to become top heavy. So you just kind of blow on it, and it starts shifting towards the top. Meaning, the Avaita switches from it's constantly war and problems to there's peace there. Hashem is with me. I can have what I want. I, Hashem asked me to be a co-creator. 
and my true place is in that place of co-creation. You know that place where when I was there, he came to us when we were there in our inside sleep and had symptoms. He came to us and said, should we create a world? And we thought about it and we said yes. We've never really, on the one hand, it wasn't just once upon a time we were there. We, we are being invited to always be there in that place. So that's our other reality. It's a true reality. That's our peace reality. And that means, again, it's not a memory of once upon a time. It's a reality today. When we're in the war zone, bottom heavy, switch to top heavy, hey, we're in the peace zone. We're in the peace zone. At this very second, Hashem is coming to us and saying, should we create a world with all the problems? We say, mm, let's hear, think about it. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. So switch to that. When we're in the darkness, we're constantly playing between the darkness and the light. Because we live in both places. I have dual citizenship. We live in both places. We live in the war, war of the world. And we also live in the warm comfort of being in that, in, in holiness. Eric Israel and our insights, these mad symptoms. And feeling like this is my place. I belong here. We have both of those available to us at any given moment. And so, if that's the case, that both are available to us at any given moment, then we get to choose. We get to choose the two. So, there's lots more to say. We'll do it in other recordings. But essentially... We should wish each other a good and, and and know that we stand at a moment in history that never was before in all of history. It's in our hands, really, in our in our mind. It's all in your mind. It is all in our mind. We now have two choices. Choose the bottom heavy way or choose the top heavy way at any given moment. Choose the war warlike way at any given second. Identify with the war, it's a struggle. Or choose the peace way. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We're from our insights. Hashem asks us at every minute, should we create a world with these problems? Why don't you say next time, yeah, Hashem, I agree, but without these problems. See what happens. He's anyway asking you, do you want to create a world? Do you agree to creating the world? <laughs> Give some conditions. <laughs> yes, but not, not with the goals. Yes, we did the Gullus one. Thank you very much, Hashem. Yes, we agreed to do the world. Now let's create the world of Geula. Let's all say that to Hashem. To be Hashem the Masuka, a sweet, good, good kabenshtyar. And say, Hashem, every single second when we're creating, you're asking us, do we want to create the world? Yes, but without the struggle. With only Geula. And should be immediately now. In the next recording, Mr. Hashem, we're going to discuss an, another uh, interesting point about this and some of certain things. May we find ourselves in the Gula Mitis Vashlema immediately now.